guys. Welcome back to the No Look NBA podcast. This is Jack, and I'm here with my friend Brady. Yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, we're back with another episode today. It's December 14th, so it's been a little while since the last one, but just had a lot of stuff going on. People coming in and out, going back to college, working, things like that. But we're on Christmas break, so we figured we got to get one in real quick. And we're just going to go ahead and get started right away with uh, James Harden. The Rockets played the Lakers last night. James Harden had 50, 10, and 11, which actually broke the NBA record for most uh, 50 point triple doubles, doubles, doubles past uh, Russell Westbrook with four. I mean, Westbrook could easily go and have another one here before the season's over with. But as for right now, James Harden is number one in NBA history, 50 point triple doubles, which is super impressive. I mean, the fact that 50 point triple doubles even happens, but the, the fact that the same guy has done it four times and really, so like, yeah, and really just in like the last two or three seasons is when it's yeah. Been the fact that someone's scoring 50 and also getting 10 assists, I guess yeah. that just means they have the ball in their hand the entire game. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason Harden's <laughs> usage rate is through the roof, but then also getting 10 rebounds, you know, playing every facet of the game pretty much except for defense, of course. But James Harden, huge night, beat the uh, Lakers. LeBron, he had a good night, 29 5 and 4, but I mean, nothing spectacular, a typical LeBron game. But uh, there was a little bit of, I don't know if controversy is the right word, but just some issues that the Lakers had with the officiating that game, uh, saying that mostly with James Harden that he was getting too many foul calls, which is a thing that people complain about a lot with James Harden, that he plays the refs well, he flops, he moves his body into the defender. Harden finished 18 of 19 from the free throw line, so 19 free throws, 18 of his points off on the free throw line. And um, at one point... Lakers players, including LeBron James, were just putting their arms behind their back while guarding James Harden, saying that, look, refs, I'm not, my arms aren't even out. Do not call a foul on me. So that's the point that it got to. And it actually led to uh, Kuzma and Luke Walton both getting technical free throws, or technical fouls, excuse me, talking to the referee. So um, I don't really know if this is an NBA thing in general or just a James Harden thing, but people do not like this. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. it's not fun to watch, to be honest. When not you watch a Rockets game... It's mostly just James Harden isoing for 20 of the 24 seconds on the shot yeah. clock and then and getting, getting fouled. fouled or shooting a step back three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, th- I think that's also a, a reason why Harden doesn't necessarily get the respect he should get for his numbers. One, because it leads to a lack of playoff success. I mean, when you get to the playoffs, they don't call fouls as much. Mm-hmm. So Harden's had a little bit of an issue in the playoffs. So I guess it's kind of like the the double-edged sword, and in the regular season he has huge numbers, gets to the playoffs, and can't do what he did in the regular season. But at the same time, Harden had an MVP caliber season for the past three years. Only got it this past year, but I mean, he had huge numbers. But no one really thinks Harden is on the same level as even Curry or LeBron, AD, Giannis, Mm -hmm. people like that. And I think it's a lot because the players don't like the way he plays and the way he looks for the whistle and tries to manipulate the referees and the way that they call the game. That's just me, though. But the Rockets are 13 and 14. I believe they're 13th in the West. Yeah, the um the Timberwolves are second. I guess the second worst team now. Okay, second okay. worst record, and the Suns have the worst record by yeah, far. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. We know the Suns are going to be pretty bad. But the Rockets came out the gate struggling. Chris Paul missed a lot of time, as he usually does. I mean, kind of a mistake giving him that big contract. I think personally, just because he's so injury prone and old, but. Nonetheless, they've come up to a really rough start. The Lakers actually 17 and 11. So um, I guess my question for you is, who do you think the bigger threat is in the West to the Warriors? I mean, it has a to healthy be the Lakers. Team or La- Lakers. I think I think it has to be probably. Uh, it's tough to say because yeah, what well, the Rockets did last year, they were so close to beating. Yeah, them, but the thing about the Rockets, they lost. They lost a lot of defense in the offseason. Yeah, with the reason. Yeah, 
And, I mean, LeBron's just got that factor where he's just going to win. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I think I think the Lakers have the best chance. I think there's a lot of surprises in the West, like the Nuggets and the Clippers, but um, I don't think in the playoffs. Yeah. Any, any of that in the playoffs, stay around. I feel like in the playoffs is when you really need a superstar. Yeah. You know, oh, definitely. I, us being from Atlanta, we know that when the Hawks win 60 games and then we go against mm-hmm. LeBron and get swept because we don't have that big, that big, you know, player. Same issue that uh, the Pacers kind of had last year. I mean, Victor Oladipo is a really good player, but he's not a superstar. Yep. So eventually, LeBron James just overcame that. Yeah, they did play the Cavs great, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pushed them to seven. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron's probably his toughest series in yeah. at least the last ten years in the first round. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh, yeah, I like the way the Pacers play. Yeah, so that just goes to show you that you need a superstar. And, you know, Jokic is a great player. And, you know, Tobias Harris is a solid player on the Clippers. Yeah, he, yeah he's up and coming, but, for sure. But, you know, they're not they're – not, playoff altering pieces so I would also agree that the Lakers are probably a bigger threat as of right now just being that it seems like the young guys are kind of coming into their own especially Kyle Kuzma he's been awesome these past mm-hmm. like two weeks he's been averaging like 25 in the past two weeks yeah so, he's been great yeah and you don't know what you're going to get from Lonzo on a you know day-to-day basis but he always plays good defense and he passes the ball well mm-hmm. and I, I mean he won't do dumb things he just might not hit shots but he that's won't, he won't mess you, up that's kind of what you need in a LeBron team Guy's just not going to mess up. Guy that plays good defense. Yeah, um, he's a great good he's, passer, and he's too. got great basketball he's, IQ. He, yeah, that's LeBron he's a, loves. He's a great teammate. Yeah, so Lonzo's good for that. Honestly, I'm a bit down on Brandon Ingram right now. Personally, I just don't think he fits a team that LeBron James is on. He can't shoot threes. So yeah, like, I mean he's a small forward. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That that too. But it's like Kuzma works so well with LeBron because he's a spot up shooter, but he also can you know cut back door, mm-hmm. you know finish in the lane, and then also take the ball down the court. But Brandon Ingram, he's kind of a more like give me the ball, I'm going to ISO yeah. kind of guy. And and even then, he's not that effective with it, Yeah, to I, be honest. I, I'd be a fan of the Lakers trading him, maybe trading like him and KCP or maybe add something else for a draft pick for Bradley Beal. Yeah, that's that's kind of the rumor that was going around for a while. It kind of mm-hmm. died out recently. It's because the you know the Wizards were struggling so bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. They were saying like something needs to happen here. So they're throwing about maybe the idea of Bradley Beal being traded. I, I would... I mean, I think that you don't want to waste any LeBron years. Like, not at all. Obviously, no. he, obviously, he looks like he's not slowing down, but he's gonna slow down at some point. So it's like while you have him averaging twenty eight, eight and eight, you might as well give him, you know, another big time player beside him to make a push. Because yeah, times undefeated. Because if like hypothetically, if the Lakers go into this offseason and strike out on you know, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, you know, Jimmy Butler, people like that, another like they did with Paul George last year, then. You'll kind of just look like you didn't do anything. LeBron still doesn't have a second star to play with. Brandon Ingram doesn't look, look like he's the answer. No. Maybe you can hope to get Anthony Davis in two years, but at that point, like, that's two that's years That's halfway out. through that's LeBron's two years out. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you need to make something happen. So I agree with you. Lakers probably the bigger threat just because of the LeBron factor, but I'm not going to count out the Rockets yet just because, I mean, James Harden and Chris Paul are both great players, mm-hmm. but until they, you know, add maybe another piece, a defensive player, pick somebody up off of, you know, someone gets waved, you can pick them up like that. But as for right now, they're looking kind of rough. But moving on to probably the biggest joke of a team right now being that the Timberwolves <laughs> traded Jimmy Butler and got out of that situation. Yep. The Chicago Bulls have had a really rough week. Went down to uh, Mexico City for a game. Their bus crashed. So that's just another thing that Bulls... Like, what, like, it bottoming out? Yeah, just like... Yeah. yeah like, 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 the Bulls can't even get a, a working bus. That video is so awkward, yeah, they, like, looking, watching Yeah, it. it's like, <laughs> they can't even get, like, a working bus, you know? And then um, now they're saying that Jabari Parker has been completely removed from the rotation. This is just kind of a report. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but, I mean, it's coming from 
reliable sources at Bleach Report, ESPN, things like that. So it's probably the case. And uh, Jabari Parker is averaging 16-7-2 on the season. He's awful on defense. And when you watch him play, he looks like he's like 38 years old. Yeah. And he's only 23. Obviously, two ACL tears, that'll do it. But at the same time, he's kind of had this reputation of being someone who doesn't really care that much about practicing. Like, he, he seems like the kind of guy who was so athletically gifted growing up and always he's expected kind of a to be great that it's just like... Yeah, exactly. He'd feel like he doesn't need to work anymore. Yeah, like, you come to the NBA and you, you gotta work. Yeah, you, not, you come in as the number two overall pick and you were the man at Duke and you were on ESPN mm-hmm. in high school and things like that. But, you know, you tear your ACL twice and you really haven't proven anything in the NBA. You can't just think that you still have that clout. Like, I mean, look at Anthony yeah. Bennett. He was the number one overall pick, and where is he at now? Yeah, so, that, yeah Anthony Bennett might be the biggest boss yeah, of all time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he actually did nothing. Like, if, like <laughs> luckily for Anthony Bennett, there wasn't some just, like, stud picked right after him. You know, yeah. the, I'm sure there were some good the players. The draft was draft. just awful. Yeah, but it's like the fact that, you know, Greg Oden – he came in and he got hurt, so it's not necessarily his fault. But then Kevin Durant goes right after. Yep. You know, Sam Bowie he comes and gets hurt. Michael Jordan goes Michael right Jordan, after. Michael Jordan, yep. Darko Milicic gets drafted. Melo, Wade, and Bosch go right after mm-hmm. him. So Bennett's lucky that you know he didn't get drafted, and then all of a sudden you know Kyrie Irving's right after him or something like that. Yeah. You know, some big time player. But yeah, he is absolutely awful. And the thing about Bennett too is that these other guys you can at least say like injuries plagued them, but mm-hmm. Bennett didn't even get hurt. He just <laughs> wasn't a good player. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy, but. The Bulls, they recently lost to the Celtics 133-77, to which is just a blowout. And their new coach seems to be having issues controlling the team and kind of just connecting with the players in general, almost running it like it's a college team, mm-hmm. which just doesn't work with NFL or NBA players, professional yeah, no, players. So, I mean, that's an issue in itself. But I guess the real question is, why do you think the Bulls are doing this? What do they have to gain from benching Jabari Parker? They're trying to lose games anyways. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not really sure. I, I mean, I could see the team being fed up with Jabari Parker. Yeah. Um, the way he's acting, he, you know, he got, uh, he got, you know, decently big contract. Yeah, he's making twenty million, million a year. He, he might have walked up in there, acting like he he runs guess, the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, all right, first of all, we're an awful team. Yeah. You're not running anything. Yeah, and, and, and first of all, we suck. Yeah. And second of all, you're coming off the bench on a crappy yeah. team, so it's like... Yeah. Like, the, uh, dude, the, the way the Bulls run the team, I, I think there is their owner's name, John Paxton. Oh, uh, he's their uh, general manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pe- John Paxton people, and Gar Foreman, I believe, yeah, is their people name. are fed up with John Paxton, yeah. is what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny, because you would think he has a little bit of clout, because he was on those Jordan teams, he hit a big shot. Yeah. You know, like, he, but he, they've been there forever, and they don't seem to really know what they're doing. No, they are But not. the owner of the team doesn't really care that much about winning either. It's kind of like the Knicks owner. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't really care that much. So, they're just keeping him around, and it's really not going anywhere. But you were saying, jokingly, before the um, podcast started, when we were just talking, that if you're Jabari Parker, you'd be totally okay with this. Yeah. It's like, Think oh. He cares? It's like, oh, I don't have to play on the Bulls anymore, and I'm still getting paid $20 million. Yeah, he said, bet. I'm, I'll just go out the night before yeah, if you guys don't care. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, as a 23-year-old who's already had two ACL tears, it's like, oh, you're going to pay me $20 million to not play yeah. basketball? And it's like, so whatever. I guess that's fine. I, mean, I guess it's a win-win or whatever. Yeah, if he truly cares about like being good in the future, he can use his do, time to like train. and to do something about it. Yeah. Like, you're sitting on a $20 million contract right now not to mention all the money he got for being drafted as a yeah. two overall pick so it's like yeah and like the he's set for life <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the bulls made up this bs leadership committee it's like you don't like pick guys to be leaders like leaders become leaders yeah, yeah on, exactly on a team. you're like, trying to force somebody into a leadership <laughs> role it's like if you're a leader you're a leader and that's just how it goes yeah I mean, like 
not everyone's a leader. Just because you're a professional athlete doesn't mean you're built in the leadership. Yeah, way. like like guys, I guess like kind of like Steph Curry and like Kevin Durant. They're not big leaders on a basketball team. Yeah, they just kind of lead but, by their play. Yeah, but, but Dr- like, Draymond Green like he's puts the emotional leader. Yeah, yeah, he's the exactly. glue of everything. And like LeBron James, obviously a great leader. But then you have someone like Kyrie Irving, who's a great player, but he recently even came out and said that they need like a 14-year veteran yeah. to show everybody that the season is not long. It's like, dude, if you're yeah. the leader and the best player, that's kind of your job. Yeah, Al Horford and Gordon Hayward are about the best thing that you get to them. They're, they really don't do much either. Yeah, exactly. And I, <laughs> if, I, if I'm Al Horford, I'm kind of pissed that he said that because it's like, dude, I'm like right yeah. here. I'm like a 13-year veteran. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, I've he's done been, a lot. He's been in the league for like 11 years. Yeah, I it's like, what, what is he, like a five-time All-Star? I mean, yeah. He's little, like he's a good player. So I'm like, dude, like – I get, yeah, he's kinda, just, he's just not a focal leader. Kind of shortchanging me here. Yeah, but, Al Holford's like a really good role player. Yeah, definitely. But um, I don't really know why the Bulls are doing this. To get back to what we're talking about, I don't really know why the Bulls are doing this because it's like you already gave him this money. You have a team option, so you're obviously not going to retain him. Maybe you want to sit him out because you're hoping to trade him and you don't want him to get hurt. But I mean, who wants Jabari Parker right now? I feel like oh, Jabari nobody. Parker's stock is as nobody. low as it's ever going to be. I mean, he's yeah. a twenty million dollar contract. I understand it's. A one-year contract. Yeah, no one wants to pay him at all. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to sign them with an intent to extend him to an equally sized contract. Yeah, definitely. So, I feel like, as the Bulls, you should be thinking, like, well, we're trying to lose. We're losing with Jabari Parker in the lineup anyway, so let's just keep him in there. Yeah. And he's only 23 years old, so Mm -hmm. let's just see. Maybe as the season goes on, he gets better and better, and he turns out to be a decent player for us. But if you just don't play him at all... Then you're gonna keep on losing, but you're just wasting twenty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he played like four minutes last night. Yeah, he, yeah, he's not even touching the. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. They, and they tried to say that it was because it was a ma- matchup decision. Like, oh, we didn't like his matchup, but then the very next day they come out and say he's been removed from the rotation yeah. completely. So it's like, just the leadership in Chicago isn't very good. And my um, my other co-host Matt, who's usually on this, he's a huge Chicago fan, and he's like, just tired of the Bulls in general and their leadership. And I think a lot of Chicago fans are that. You know, this is a historic franchise, had the greatest player ever on their team, and now they're just a joke. Yeah, They've I been mean, a joke for a while. You know, at least the Hawks, like, they're just, like, a regular rebuilding team. Like yeah, they have a direction. Like, yeah, they, they, exactly, they have a direction. And the players, I guess, realize it. You know, they realize they're yeah, not they, good. Yeah, they know it's like... <laughs> they, they're we're trying here. to enjoy it, yeah, basically. Yeah, we're, we're here to, to lose games and hopefully get a good draft pick. But also, you know, work on your game and become better in the future. Yeah. Jabari Parker seems to be like... Look, I'm I'm already good. Like I don't need to keep doing this. This is a waste of my time. Yeah, I mean, I think coming into the year, the Bulls weren't planning to just be awful. No, I think when they made that signing and they signed Zach yeah, Levine, you exactly, know, and drafted Wendell Carter Jr., they were thinking, you know, maybe we maybe we can make a run for like the seven eight spot. Kind of like the uh, Mavericks this year. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, you know, we might be bad, but there's a chance we could snag a six seven eight type. Yeah, role. and they're and they're people fine were now. sleeping or uh, picking Chicago for a sleeper pick in the playoffs. So it's like that's just. Not happening at all. <laughs> they only have six wins right yeah, now. Yeah, no, they're they're the I think the second worst. Well, I guess winning percentage wise team in the NBA right now. Yeah, I know there's a the whole Suns. bunch of teams uh, pretty much tied at the bottom. of Yeah, the-, the East is rough at the bottom. The Knicks, the Cavs, the Hawks, and the Bulls all just are terrible. Yeah, it's gonna be a fight for that number one pick. Uh, I hope the Hawks get it, but yeah. knowing Atlanta, we probably won't. We no, probably it. won't. I hey, think, you know, Atlanta yeah. United won the championship, so maybe our yeah, uh, shout out may- maybe our uh, luck has <laughs> turned a little bit, but. I doubt it. Going to go ahead and move on to the uh, the Raptors and the Warriors game. Raptors beat the Warriors in Oakland, which um, finishes the series, and they swept them this year, 2-0. And um, they won 113-93. This game was without Kawhi Leonard. 
which is uh, pretty crazy that they blew him out that bad without their best player and probably the best defensive matchup you could possibly have on Kevin Durant. Yeah. And um, and also, the Warriors had all their players. You know, the, mm-hmm. the last game, Steph was out. But, I mean, this game, Draymond's there, Clay's there, KD's there, Steph's there. They're without Kawhi, and they still beat him. And um, do you think this is a potential finals matchup? Dude, I like the Raptors in the East. They're my favorite right now, for sure. I think now that now that LeBron is gone, because they, they definitely had a mental hur- hurdle like, going against mm-hmm. him. Because, I mean, like, you're almost a 61 team last year. And they just get wrecked And you get swept. LeBron. <laughs> you get swept by LeBron. When the Pacers take him to seven. Yeah. You get seven in the first round, sweep in the second round, and seven Celtics, again. Yeah, seven seven again Celtics. in the third round. It's like you're too good of a team to get swept. I know it, it took a crazy circus mm-hmm. shot by LeBron James to win one of the games, but I mean that's what the great players do. They make those kind of plays. So the fact that they got swept by that Cavs team, which is now what a seven win team without LeBron James. Yeah, they're awful without LeBron. Yeah, so it's like there's definitely some kind of mental hurdle going on there. But right now their team is incredibly deep. Kyle Lowry is not playing that great, but he's assisting the ball incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of his scoring numbers, though, they're a bit down. But Kawhi Leonard. Beast, he's coming Sir, back. Serge Ibaka and Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam has been huge. Yeah, he's been big time for them. And Serge Ibaka is kind of a crazy story because I mean, last year in the playoffs, Raptors fans wanted him to like leave the team. Like, yeah, they they couldn't even play him, and now he they put him at the five. So now he's kind of a undersized yeah, five. But he's yeah, faster, I mean, more athletic. That's where the, the NBA is going now. Yeah, it's definitely. more more of like small ball type. Yeah, lineups. small ball athletic guys that can that can stretch the floor, space the floor out a little bit. Yeah, so mm-hmm. now that he's at the five. And him and uh, Valanciunas kind of alternate starting, come off the bench at the five. I feel like that's really revitalized him, just being that now he is way faster and more athletic than the people he's going against. Yeah, so, and Pascal Siakam like had an opportunity to do that, yeah, basically. Yeah, definitely. And Siakam, he's a really good two-way player because he has that really long... He's very athletic. Like, build. He's He'll be he'll be another good guy to guard mm-hmm. Kevin Durant if they were to make the, the finals. Like, yeah. you obviously have Kawhi Leonard, who's probably the best perimeter defender in the league. Still, even you know with all these injuries, or you know, however you think about the injuries, nonetheless, yeah, he's very athletic. Yeah, nonetheless, but Siakam is built just like that too, where he can play great defense on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He's efficient too. So, and also at this rate, it looks like the Raptors would have home court advantage. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that would be kind of yeah, crazy. Too. Yeah, the West, they're just all beating up on each other right yeah. now. It's kind of like the SEC. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Where it's like the West are all taking games off each other, and you know the Raptors. I mean, I'm not going to put too much stock in the Raptors right now because I haven't seen them do it yet. They haven't come out of the East yet. But at the same time, it's completely wide open. And I think I might pick them over the Celtics right now. 76ers might be a weird, like kind of a tough matchup issue for them just because Embiid is such a beast down low. Yeah. So if you were to go Serge Ibaka on Embiid as a small ball, like five, Embiid's going to have 40. Like, yeah, I do think, however, like in the playoffs, having three-point shooting is key. Oh, definitely. And the 76ers don't have they, a ton they of that. Lack, they lack they shooting, lack a lot. shooting a lot. You would, like, a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe they trade for Kyle Korver, but Jazz came in and took yep. Kyle Korver off the Cavs, so that's yep. one shooter that they lost. Maybe they picked somebody else up, but as of right now, they're definitely lacking shooters, which does not help Ben Simmons because, I mean, Ben Simmons is a really gifted passer, but when you're passing it out to people who can't hit shots... Yeah. And then because they can't hit shots, the defense can help off of them and clog the lane, and you're Ben Simmons who can't shoot either. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to be able to play your best game. So it's kind of tough for the 76ers. But I think that the Raptors and Warriors matchup would be really entertaining. And I also think that the Warriors kind of see it maybe happening because they've said, Clay Thompson said before the first game, like this is a potential finals matchup. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Durant said 
after this game that this is not a team that's on the verge. They fully arrived, and they're a really good team right now, and they're super deep. So maybe they're just paying their respects. Maybe they're trying to get them to you know ease up a little bit. I don't know, but I think the players see it like that, and they see that it could be a potential matchup. I think it'd be fun to see because I think that uh, Toronto has a really good fan base. It'd be kind of cool to see that. Yeah, they love the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing they have in the Blue Jays. Like, who cares about the Blue Jays? Like, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Vince Vince Carter made, made them enjoy oh, the yeah. Raptors. No, yeah, definitely. Vince Carter, Trace and then kind of did them dirty too. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm out of here. Trace McGrady, same thing. Like I'm not trying to play in Toronto, but no. you know, now it's almost kind of a destination. And like it's a it's a huge city. Oh, people love Toronto. Yeah, like, it's like it's like the fourth biggest city in like North America. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's and apparently, I mean, I've been to Toronto before, but I was very young. But people who are older and I, Charles Barkley always says that Toronto is his favorite city in the world, which is. Kind of weird to me, Charles Barkley. Yeah. You wouldn't think you'd say that, but there he is. And uh, talking about the Warriors, we're going to go ahead and move on to Kevin Durant's comments that he made pretty recently. He made a comment about the environment around LeBron James and how it can be toxic due to media fanboys and just the media in general that is around LeBron James. And uh, when I heard these comments, I kind of saw it and I was like, Kevin Durant, why are you talking about LeBron James? Like, mm-hmm. worry about your own team right now. But I guess everyone, you can ask a question, you can answer however you want. And LeBron James, just being a professional with the media, because he's just smart with the media. They, he's always they, been yeah, smart they, with the media. They brought this uh, question to him, and he said, like, oh, I don't have a comment on this because I don't know the full quote, and I don't know the situation mm-hmm. that it was said in. So it's like, that's one way to handle the media. Kevin Durant, maybe you should think about doing that as well. But um, what do you think this means for Kevin Durant's free agency decision like does it completely eliminate a chance of him playing for the Lakers um pro- probably for the most part I didn't really see him going to the Lakers because yeah. I think he, he likes being the top dog somewhat yeah um, and, and that is literally the only team that he wouldn't be the top dog on yeah with, with you go to Golden State this, this, this is how good Kevin Durant is people, like people want to hate on him because you know he left and he's a snake he went to 73 mm-hmm. team but it's like he went to a team with a two-time MVP greatest shooter ever first unanimous MVP and everyone still knows he's the best player yeah. on the team. Yeah. If you go to the Lakers, that's not going to be the case. There's one person on the planet, it's LeBron James, that he'll go to a team that's like, oh, not, Kevin Durant is a second option. Yeah, I think I think Kevin Durant's just honestly just jealous of LeBron. I think so. Too. I think that he's upset because he's always had an issue with the media. Kevin Durant has just even he's when he's always was, been second. Yeah, yeah. Even when he was on OKC, he would have issues. You know, he. He would call him. He would call him idiots. He said that mm-hmm. he said the media doesn't know anything after they voted him as an MVP. So mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like they just voted you MVP, and you're trying to say they don't know anything. Yeah, about basketball. he he's just got some some thin skin. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the main thing. He seems definitely pretty insecure, which is crazy because you're Kevin Durant, dude. Like, yeah, you're, you're he's he's <laughs> you're a just, top three small forward yeah. of all time. He's like, just about the best scorer of all time. Yeah, and being able to do everything on the basketball court, like he's a, he's an animal. No, we've never seen a player like Kevin Durant be seven foot tall. Be able to handle like he does. Be able to dunk. Be able to shoot from yeah. three. I mean, Kevin Durant was my favorite player in the NBA until he yeah, left. No, yeah, he until was he left the Thunder. I thought he was so cool. Yeah, so it's kind of weird because he even talks about how, you know, the media gives LeBron passes, which I don't think they do. I think LeBron's one of the most scrutinized players in Definitely. in sports history. I mean, LeBron has a good game. People are looking for a way to poke holes in it. He has a bad game. The media shuts down. It's like, oh my god, look at LeBron! Yeah. Like he had a bad game. I do think something however with LeBron is kind of. I mean, it's you know possibly true, but let's say LeBron you know loses a series, you know usually in the finals, it's right. because his teammates didn't play well. No, it's never no, because no, LeBron, but no, definitely. Ever since the 2011 finals, when when he wet the bed, he he's played awesome in the finals. Yeah, and, 
that's the thing. People will say that like the 2011 was obviously terrible. Like there's no excuse you can make yeah, for LeBron James at that point. I mean, you're playing on a team that is stacked with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and their prime. Mm. The U.S. still the best player in the league at that point. Going against Dirk Nowitzki, you know, and and some role players. You know, oh, they're yeah. good players, but they weren't they weren't what the Heat had. Yeah, JJ Brown is super old. Uh, Jason Kidd, yeah, Jason Tyson Kidd. Chandler, you know. <laughs> so obviously, there's no excuse for that. But since that, LeBron James has put up historic numbers in the finals. Yeah, and he's gone against historic competition. So I think that's mm-hmm. the reason why people who are LeBron fans give him a pass to a certain extent because it's like. Look, LeBron James two years ago averaged a triple-double in the finals, and they lost 4-1. Oh, LeBron, when they won the finals, he led, like, both teams in every, in, single, in every category. single category. Yeah. Points, rebounds, assists, blocks. And, like, this don't even start on, like, the 2015 final, when he was averaging, like, 38-14-9. Yeah, he, he was going off. He, he, took the Warriors, <laughs> he took the Warriors to six games with Delhi as his second-best player. Yeah, so when, <laughs> so when people say that, like, LeBron's teammates didn't step up, they, they're not necessarily wrong, but I can understand how people who aren't LeBron fans say, like, look, they're making excuses for LeBron. Mm. It's never his fault. But at the same time, it's like, you look at the stats, <laughs> man. Like, kind of isn't. You look at the stats, <laughs> and it's like, he's doing everything that he can do. It's yeah. not his fault that J.R. Smith doesn't know the score of the game. Yeah. You know, things <laughs> like that. But Kevin Durant, I think that just – I think he's always been a little bit thin-skinned, but since the move to Golden State, he seems to have – his ears open to every form of criticism. You know, mm-hmm. he's yelling at fans on the sideline of the games. He's – making burner accounts to tweet at people. He's just he's just kind of a soft guy, which is just weird because he's one of the best athletes in the world and one of the best athletes ever. I know, I know. You would think a guy that's, I guess, soft like him, like he doesn't want media scrutiny, wouldn't go to Golden State. Yeah, and wouldn't make <laughs> a move that people consider weak. Yeah. And then also it's weird because it's some, like he's soft in like the real world, like taking criticism, things like that. Yeah. But on the basketball court, He's like pretty cold blooded. I mean, the the shots he hit in Game Three of last no, year's finals and the year before, it's like he's clutch. Yeah, like he's not afraid to step up in the big moment. But for some reason, he can't handle like people talking bad about him. It's yeah. like, dude, if you think people are talking bad about you, do you not know what happened with yeah. LeBron with the decision and after the Maverick? Like, yeah, a couple cr- they were burning his jerseys like crazy, like. That game where he went back to Cleveland the first year in Miami, I thought someone was going to die. Yeah, they, they brought they had like extra security, like yeah. crazy stuff. It was Dude, insane. They thought, they thought they were just going to kill them, like yeah. kill LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> like so that's that's next level scrutiny that I don't think Kevin Durant can deal with. But I was hoping out being a LeBron fan that you know maybe there's a chance Kevin Durant goes to the Lakers. But after those comments, I thought, well, it doesn't really seem like. It. And it's also kind of strange because I always kind of thought that KD and LeBron were friends. Off the court, like they seem like they're real buddy buddy. Like yeah, I think out. They, I, I think LeBron was kind of upset. No, yeah, when he definitely. Said that. Like, it was just like, like they seem dude. like they hang out often. Yeah, they, they, they work out and train together and yeah. things like that. And um, he's just kind of making comments about, you know, it, doesn't, it wasn't necessarily about LeBron, but it's about the environment that LeBron brings. And you know, he's not really that wrong. No, about he's not it. wrong. I mean, there, everything that happens around LeBron James, there's attention to it. You're just not supposed to say that, though. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about someone who. I would imagine LeBron considers Kevin Durant a close friend. Yeah. Even though they're rivals, you know, they're a close friend nonetheless, and you just don't really talk about it. So I think LeBron was a little hurt by that, but I also think the reason he answered the question like he did is, one, because LeBron is smart with the media, but two, I think he just wants to leave the door open a little bit, like, hey, Kevin Durant, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not angry, like, yeah. come play with me, man. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to badmouth you because I still want you to come play with me. Yeah, exactly. LeBron, LeBron knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he's not. He always it. seems to be a couple steps ahead of people. But you know, maybe I'm just a LeBron James uh, fanboy, like Dude. like Kevin Durant's talking about. And I'm giving LeBron too much credit, but I don't know. 
Either way, I think that's the end of this one for today. We'll come back with another one here shortly. Always good to end on a little bit of uh, LeBron KD beef talk. KD seems to be getting in a lot of beef anyways. That's another thing. Before I leave here, i got to talk about Kevin Durant just a second. He seems to want to be a tough guy now. But he was never a tough yeah. guy on, no, I mean, on he's Golden not. State. And it's, mean, it's like, it's fine if you are a tough guy. Be a tough guy. But don't start talking when you're on the most overpowered team in NBA yeah. history. You know, like, you weren't saying anything when you were the number one guy on the OKC and had a good team. Yeah. But you just couldn't get it done. So you joined a 73-9 and nine team. And now that you're blowing... you just want to start talking. Yeah, now that you're blowing everybody out, you start talking. It's like the definition of being a front runner. It's like... It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to say anything. It's like getting beat up and then coming back with, like, four MMA friends and jumping the same guy. And then talking smack. And then talking like, yeah, bro, I beat you up. It's like, no, like, you didn't. You had to join five great players. And now they have DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not back yet, but he's slated to be back in late February. Yeah. Like, Kevin Durant's just not good at it either. No, yeah, he, <laughs> like, yeah he's dude, not Dray- good at it. Draymond Green is a good trash talker. Yeah, Draymond Green, he'll get under your skin. And that, that's, that's part of this game. Like, Bill Lambeer in, like, the 80s, like, just not an athletic guy at all. No. Not really a good basketball player, but he was able to get under people's skin. Yeah, like Dray- Draymond that, that Green, he games. is a great trash talker. That's what he does. He, mm-hmm. he gets under people's skin. He plays, you know, he plays dirty. He plays the edge of dirty, you know. Like, yeah, he's a good passer. Yeah, obviously the whole kicking people in the nuts thing, that was a real issue, but... Like other than that, he That's doesn't he doesn't strange. necessarily like play dirty. He just plays hard, and you know occasionally something bad will happen. But Kevin Durant, he's just not really built. He's a nice dude. He seems like a nice guy, and he was a nice guy for the first ten years of his mm-hmm. career. But then all of a sudden, he goes to this. Nah, just trying to play hard. Team and it's and it's like, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when LeBron went to Miami and was trying to play the villain. It's like, dude, you're not a villain. Like yeah. I understand people don't like you right now, but like, yeah. Bottom line is you're a nice guy. Like mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant can pull off a villain role because he's kind of an ass. Yeah, he is. But, like, LeBron like and Kevin Durant, they just seem There's like nice not. dudes. Yeah. So, it's like, it just doesn't really work. It just seems fake. It seems kind of disingenuous. So, Kevin Durant, if you hear this, which I know you won't, but if you do hear this, you got you to snap out of it, man, because you're making uh, people who might wa- want to like it, even with your newest move, just not like it because you're no. being fake and you're not being yourself. So, that's the end of this episode. I hope you all come back to the next one. Um, follow me on Instagram, No Look Podcast, and uh, have a good one. I'm riding up uptown I'm a motherfucking monster